0: Welcome back. Glad you're with us. Thanks so much, as always, for hanging out with us. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. We are glad you're here today. Tremendous day today. Very good stuff. A little black outside, but inside, we're nice. We're toasty. We're feeling good. And you've got to the Bucks giving away rings tonight to 10,000 people. 7,000 people are going to go, what the hell? Customer service line is going to be lighting up tonight. Talk more about everything NBA and the Milwaukee Bucks. Our buddy Jim Ozarski is joining us now. Jim, how you doing, pal? I'm good. I'm good, Bill. I uh, are you going to be standing outside tonight, watching those that get rings and then watching those that do not? Uh, you know,
1: after what I heard about the uh, when they gave away pieces of the Game Six court and sort of the the uh, the madness that ensued, that, that could be more interesting. Than tonight's game uh, with no Giannis, Sedekumbo, or Chris Middleton. No, no offense to Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis, and those guys, but you know, (laughs) when two of the big three are out, uh, yeah, yeah, watching the the rush for the rings might be might be more entertaining.
0: Yeah, I would assume that the line is gonna start at about Meters on Old World Third Street. And uh the They're last you're already no doubt. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh sitting out there with umbrellas. By the way, I made the mistake on Tuesday night of coming to the game. I brought a Bucks umbrella. An umbrella that was given to me by the Bucks, they confiscated it. Oh gee. It's too big. Yeah apparently you can't bring in a large umbrella it's only those small pop-ups that's the only thing they allow so i had to i had to give up my bucks umbrella anyway so uh i would assume that that's going to be a scrum tonight uh the nice thing is the bucks out of the kindness of their heart are going to put those uh what what remains up for sale so if you don't get one tonight for free you can buy one which is a nice way to go i guess
1: (laughs) yeah look hey you know it's one every 50 years um you know maybe, maybe they'll win another one and and we can talk about this again next year but uh, right like I, I'm a, in a previous life obviously I don't do this now bill uh, but in a previous life I, I was into memorabilia things like that my, my wife's in music so we have a lot of concert posters and, and band stuff in the house and um, it's cool I, I, I look it's cool it's a cool thing I don't blame anybody for taking a half day of work <laughs> and making sure no. that they get one of those things.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you, man. Hey, it's it's a it's a cool uh, it's a cool piece of memorabilia. Um, I I'd love to have one. It's a it's a it's a great thing to be putting on a mantle somewhere. Uh, it would be great to be setting it on the mantle behind myself as I sit here today, with uh, with the camera pointed at me. So I, I'd take it in a heartbeat. On the court, let's talk about Tuesday night. They dismantled. A a Bulls team that I thought would come in, no Chris Middleton. I thought they would come in just completely loaded, and man, they they couldn't hit a shot to save their life. Granted, but the Bucks just were flowing. The shots were going. I love the fact that Brooke Lopez comes back, and not only did he right away get a get a, a block at the rim, but then turns around and hits a three. He gives them a different dynamic. Talk about the team with uh, Brook Lopez back.
1: Yeah, this is um, this is a big deal. <laughs> you know, it look. Brooke Lopez's return is it going to change any betting lines for those who who do such a thing <laughs> right he's not his return is not going to spark talking head debate on the national level but but I think Buck's fans know or they should know, and the team definitely knows him being back and not just being back bill but looking really good in doing so which which hey, we would know would be the case um, right is a huge step for this team in their goal of, of winning a second consecutive championship. I mean, he look, when Giannis insists that Brooke Lopez can play interior defense in a way that Giannis cannot, um, I, I don't think that's hyperbole. I don't, I don't think that's Giannis demurring to his friend and teammate. I, I think Brooke Lopez brings a defensive element to this team that just frees up so much of what Giannis can do as a complimentary defender. If, if Serge Ibaka is out there with Brook, if, if that is how Mike Bootholes chooses to do things um, that changes the dynamic. And quite frankly, Bill, they're better positioned now to handle Joel Embiid with Philadelphia handle Cleveland, you know, with their three, seven footers. And, and less people forget the Cavs put it on the bucks twice with those guys and, um, you know, Boston is – and Bucks fans know Boston is a pain. <laughs> so, like, this this really changes things, even Miami to a degree, Bill. So, yeah, they the Bulls had no answer. The Bulls have no height. They don't have that sort of toughness inside. Um, and, yeah, Brooke Lopez changes the calculus a lot for this Bucks team.
0: Um, talk about the rest of the division. Obviously Miami, they're st- somewhat struggling right now, but everybody's kind of bunched up when you talk about the, the teams that are – just behind Miami. So you're really fighting for that second spot right now as you've got a lot of teams in the NBA in that Eastern Conference kind of bunched up in the standings. Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Boston. Uh, the Bulls are four and a half games back, three games behind those four or those three teams that I just mentioned. But who has the best shot right now? Do you feel are the Bucks the best team in the East or is Philadelphia with Embiid and Harden the team to beat or in Miami when they're firing on all cylinders? Are they the pesky team to beat? Who's the best team in the East right now?
1: Yeah, I. You're right. The East is bunched. I, I mean, I'm one of those guys, Bill, who is you know you're the champs until you're not, and I the Bucks haven't done anything for me to not think they're the best team in the conference uh, as the defending champions. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't see. I mean, there's there's going to be problems in the conference, but I, I think the Bucks are that best team, especially now that they're all together, they're top ten in the rotation with Connaughton Hill and Lopez back is, I mean, they're full strength. Now, that said, look, let's say they, they lose this one to Washington, right, and they're shorthanded. Let's say they go to Memphis and lose to one of the best teams in the West. I, suddenly, Bill, they're in the fourth spot, right, going to Philly and Brooklyn. I mean, that's how tight this this conference is. So, yeah, they, they've got some work to do um, in terms of, you know, making sure they get home court to some degree. Um, But I think once come playoff time, they match up really well now with, with everyone. Now, Brooklyn, (laughs) I mean, look, Brooklyn now is is truly the wild card bill because Kyrie can now play home games. Right. We don't know. We, no one knows what that's going to look like in a month. Uh, That could be great. That could be, if it's just a two-man show, um, I think the Bucks can handle a two-man show. Um, it, now, I, I think that. I don't know. People <laughs> will we'll see. But, so, yeah, I, I have a hard time not saying the Bucks are the best team in the East. But it is for sure going to be work to get back to the finals.
0: Talking with Jim Ozarski of the Journal Sentinel and uh, talking some Bucks basketball and NBA. Now you add Ben Simmons has not played a game yet for Brooklyn. So, with Kyrie coming back, KD's been basically handling the load. Kyrie comes back, adds some uh, relief. If they're just holding out Ben Simmons and saying, hey, Ben, you're not going to really play until the last couple of games of the regular season, and then we'll get you into the postseason. I mean, what does Ben Simmons add to the mix if indeed he comes back healthy um, with all the baggage and all the controversy? Because he's yet to play a game for Brooklyn, correct me if I'm wrong.
1: No, you're right. And, and that's, again, what, what makes the Nets so interesting um, is look, Ben Simmons. I, I know people want to say, look, he doesn't need to score. This kid, he's still a kid in, in NBA terms. I mean, he's a defensive Player of the Year type of player. He's been to multiple All Star games. He can. Ha- I mean, he's a good player, <laughs> right? And so, I mean, Brooklyn is set up to be successful, I guess, in the long term with him over Harden. But, yeah, if he can come back and, and can actually play, this goes back to the Brooke Lopez thing with his back injury, he's getting up or not I don't know if Ben Simmons is going to be functional. And if he is, he's a legitimate defender. He's someone who can – the Nets can say chase Drew Holiday and, and uh, Chris Middleton around if you want, and, and we'll figure out a way to, to deal with Giannis otherwise, right? Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. You can have him on Giannis a little bit, at least to, to help. So that's a big deal. I don't mean to discount that. I just have a hard time, Bill, including him in, in the Nets' push here because it's just I, – I don't know. I mean, if he's cleared to play during the play-in week, I, I, again, how do you ramp him up in must-win right. games? That, that I have no idea.
0: Talking with Jim Ozarski, the Journal Sentinel, getting back to the Bucks. Now, I, I, and I still think the Bucks are going to be the best team in the East. I, I think the only team that really could kind of stand in the way is if Philadelphia with a completely healthy MB to completely healthy Harden, Harden is hitting and in, in some way, shape or form committed to actually playing some semblance of defense. Otherwise, I still think the Bucks are probably the most well-rounded team, the deepest team. So getting into the East or getting into the West, is it just Phoenix and then everybody else is fighting to hold their beer? Or is Golden State, once they're back and they're healthy, they are the team to beat with Phoenix? I, who who then becomes the best? Because I, I know Memphis is good. I'm not discounting them. I don't think they're ready. They they, they 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 crawled last year. They're walking this year. We'll wait and see if they can run next year. But I think it's going to be between Golden State and Phoenix.
1: Yeah, it, it, right. I mean, you're looking at a Memphis team that, that's already got 50 wins. And you're right, it's hard to to just. They can't do a thing, but yeah, to win three seven game series, um, I, yeah, I don't know if, if Memphis ha- has that. I mean, Chris Paul is going to come back, and I think for a guy with a, a broken thumb, I would assume he's able to continue his conditioning. Like Pat, Pat Connaughton comes back after four weeks, uh, you know, with a broken hand and, and plays twenty plus minutes. I'm guessing, you know, Chris Paul's conditioning is going to be fine. And and Mm. I don't think his ball handling is going to be an issue. So, yeah, I I still think Phoenix is – they've earned that right to say they're the favorite in the West. Um, And and Golden State's interesting because they're they're kind of like the Bucks, Bill, where they have bad losses, weird losses. You know, their stars maybe don't all play together or play – have good games. But then you look at – how do you look at that, their big three, their coach – and say they can't do it like, you know that doesn't that also doesn't make sense so you're right. right i think to me i yeah i think it's a phoenix golden state i do like utah bill um i picked them to come out of the west this year uh because i thought they were the western version of the bucks you know a defensive-minded team uh, obviously Giannis ascended to a certain level but you know donovan mitchell has been to a bunch of all-star games no one really talks about him right Rudy Gobert right. is real, a really good all-around player, despite you know his, his reputation as just sort of a defensive guy. So I thought I, I, I wouldn't discount Utah, although I will say they they've clearly had their <laughs> their playoff issues. So I'll agree with you. I think it's Phoenix and Golden State. And Memphis, at, look, that home court down there, Bill, I will say this. They win. They can steal one on the road or they win two at home. They That could make them really tough in a series because i feel like that kind of young team with that kind of superstar and john Morant, you know this that could be a momentum thing that that just sort of rolls over another good team in the west
0: jim always good stuff man i appreciate it and uh enjoy the scrum tonight that will be down down there at the uh, fizer forum it should be it should be a, a sight to behold it should be it should be bill looking forward to talking to you again all right, buddy, talk to you soon. There you go. Our buddy Jim Ozarski, the journal sentinel, going to be on hand tonight for the scrum for the rings. Uh, also Bonnie Olsen tonight. Our own Bonnie Olsen is going to be down there and she's going to be on the PA tonight. It should be uh it 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 should be fantastic. Should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um 877-867-1670 877-867-1670 if you want to uh, hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so again 877-867-1670. Find us uh, in many different platforms over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. The Facebook fan page, go to facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. YouTube, great way to watch the program. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show and you can subscribe there for free. You can find us on all the apps and don't forget the podcast as well after the program, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcast. You can find us all right there and uh, you can always listen to the show in that form as well always you always have an opportunity to take us anywhere and everywhere live download the app which is wozn the zone in madison uh just download the app and you can listen to us uh you know in all the sports programming over on the zone so good stuff there as well uh let's do this we're gonna step away take a quick break we'll get back at it got a lot more of the bill michael show coming up right after this Michael show brought to you by our friends over at New Mail Medical, New Male Medical Treating Guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. And all you got to do is uh, is get a hold of them. And uh, you can't do anything if you don't call 414-455-4451, 414-455-4451. Um, glad, to, uh, glad to have them on board, as always, 877 877- Eight seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to get a hold of us, get a hold of us here. Um, what else do we have for you today, you guys? We did a lot of Bucks talk. I, by the way, for those that did not know, the uh, Wisconsin Badgers, uh, as we all know, recruited football wise. Uh, they got some offers out to, to uh, Justin Scott. He's a defense. Somebody asked me about it. I am like, well, he's it's a twenty twenty four recruit. Uh, he's out of Chicago Saint Ignatius Prep, and they're trying to bring him in. Uh, I don't know who the other guy was. I think there was an edge rusher coming in, uh, hoping to come in next year. Hunter Clegg out of American Fork High School from Utah. So, uh, But I, I reposted the information. Somebody asked me about it, and I said, you know what? I'll mention it real quick. Um, but as far as the impact this year goes, this year goes, um, you know, it's it's going to be relatively minimal. Um, so there you go. Um the original question, original question we talked about earlier, and we're going to have coming up here in about uh, forty-five minutes, Tom Silverstein of the Journal Sentinel is going to be joining us uh, to talk about his his um, article regarding Devontae Adams, and the question that I had earlier today was if Devontae Adams pretty much knew at the end of the season he was not coming back. And really, kind of before the season got underway, uh, there was a lot of water already under that bridge. So it was a huge chasm that had to be, you know, filled in for the Packers to be able to retain Devontae's services. So um, the Rodgers had stated a couple of different times that, you know, he wanted to talk about Devontae and, Uh, about, you know, whether or not, you know, Devontae would sign and, and when well, when Devontae gets his stuff settled and then Rodgers wanted to sign. And my question was at the beginning was, why did, if if Devontae knew he wasn't coming back, if Devontae knew he wanted to be traded to Las Vegas, why did it take Rodgers so long to make a decision? Based upon some of the stuff that he said regarding Devontae, and again, it's not that I'm, you know, bashing Rogers because that's not it. I just I, I don't understand unless Rogers just genuinely did not know how how adamant Devontae was not to come back to the Packers. That's the only thing I can think of. But I, I just I found that rather interesting in reading that article. And the whole thing, the, the whole piece about Devontae, and again, it's over on the Journal Sentinel website, because um, many were under the impression that Adams asked to be traded when the Packers put the franchise tag on him, but it happened actually much earlier than that, according to Tom Silverstein. Uh, shortly after the season ended, he made it known he wanted out. He wanted to play for the Raiders, period. That's where he wanted to go. The public didn't know that, uh, you know, Adams was adamant about leaving. But it was no secret among the Packers and their officials that Adams wanted out. Um, Now, the Packers front office and whatever else went on, they they had issues there. And that they had an entire year to try to kind of put that thing back together. And according to the article, no, it wasn't going to happen. Frank Bauer and Russ ball really never engaged in anything significant, which I find a little interesting unless the Packers had just made up the mind that they weren't going to bring them back. But once talks hit the wall, it says that Adams decided to play out the year and take on all the risk. Uh, The payoff he hoped was going to be a massive contract after the season, either with the Packers or somebody else. Um, and Adams did. He played extremely well. Best season all around of his career. First team All-Pro for the second consecutive year. He's second in history in receptions, receiving touchdowns, fourth in history in receiving yards, uh, all of that. Rodgers and Adams, they're tight on the field. But Adams, as, uh, as the article indicates, he's not part of Rodgers' quote inner circle off the field. Randall Cobb is, Bakhtiari is, but Adams doesn't run with that crowd. He's a family man. He doesn't golf, or hang out in the clubs, or go out and push different brands. the The non football related photos on his Instagram account are mostly his wife and daughter, with some shots of a, a you know the latest you know gym shoes mixed in, but that's it. Uh, there are photos of him in Carr. There's more of them than there are of him and Rodgers. And Rodgers all year kept talking and praising Devontae, and it's not like he wanted to devalue him. As a matter of fact, he kept throwing to him. The one thing um, that, uh, that he wanted, though, was to get out. Was to get out. He wanted out. So... Which, which, that's okay. If you feel like you've been slighted, if a a team just, it's not your place anymore. And as a free agent, you've earned that right to go somewhere else. You get franchised. You know you're not going to play for it. You make it known, and you allow the team that drafted you, that gave you all the success and the opportunity to make that amount of money. They get something in return, and you move on. Ultimately, you get what you want, right? I just don't understand the... The, the comments coming out of Aaron Rodgers when he was talking on Pat McAfee about how he wanted to wait, you know, make his decision. He wanted to wait and see kind of what went on. He was hoping for the Devontae situation to get settled. But that this article might explain that, that, look, Devontae was his guy on the field, but he's not his guy off the field. Randall Cobb was living in his house. David Bakhtiari, he officiated David's wedding. Devontae wasn't there. So how close, I guess, were they off the field? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like they're estranged. I mean, they're still good friends, my assumption is. Um, but it's just not that that guy you run with because Devontae's not that guy. So just interesting. That's all. I just thought it, it's a really interesting article, and we'll talk more about it coming up for sure in the next hour. So hang in there for that. Uh, and today, as we all know, the tournament gets underway again. Tipping off tonight, 6.09 p.m., Gonzaga hosting Arkansas in the West Regional. Gonzaga and Arkansas. Villanova and Michigan in the Midwest. Or, excuse me, in the South Regional. In the West Regional, Duke and Texas Tech. And, again, in the South Regional, Arizona and Houston. We'll all get underway. So there you go. Uh Justin says by Adams leaving Green Bay so did the uh, chance of winning a Super Bowl so much for Adams legacy. I I Adams I found it interesting in listening to when the Packers had the bye week during the divisional round. Um I found it really interesting when or not the divisional round, but the, the the weekend prior, I found it interesting when Devontae did an interview with Westwood one and they asked him about kind of, you know, the values, so to speak, what he wanted. And one of the things that he specifically said was my career will not be complete unless I have a ring until I win a championship. So I kind of thought, that's when I thought to myself, okay, if they don't win it, if they don't win it, then he's coming back. Because unless he gets traded to the Rams, where they can you know get rid of OBJ but bring in Devontae Adams and they run it back that way, where's he going to go that's going to give him a really legit shot at winning a, a title right now? I thought him being the number one and finding another number two for the Packers, would have been the way to go. And no, he uh, he decided to go to, to, to Oakland, or excuse me, to Las Vegas. Hard habit to break. Um, I don't think Las Vegas, they made it to the postseason. They went toe-to-toe with Cincinnati, who ultimately ended up in the Super Bowl. But I don't think, that Devontae is just that that last piece that falls into place for the Raiders. Especially getting a new head coach and Josh McDaniels, who was a dismal failure uh the last time around. But we'll see. So he, he but he wanted the money. I mean, make no mistake about it, he wanted money. If you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. If you're going to the game tonight, stop off first over at our friends at Stenny's, second to National Walkers Point, running shuttles over to the Bucks game tonight. So you can park at Stenny's, get something to eat, get some good food in you, maybe a beverage or two, head over to the game, bring the uh, shuttle back to Stenny's, maybe a post-game beverage, show your ring off (laughs) if you get one tonight, and then uh, then head home from there. So good stuff. Stop down at Stenny's. By the way, Stenny's, on uh, Thursday, April 14th, the home of the Bill Michaels Show that day. Why? Opening day, the home opener for the Milwaukee Brewers. We're going to be down there live from uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. All kinds of things going on with our friends at Bud Light and Bud Weiser, who is the official beer sponsor of Major League Baseball. All of that going on. Make Stenny's your destination for the home opener for your Milwaukee Brewers. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I am geeked up. So Ben, during the break, the uh, the, the doorbell rings. And, you know I mean I can I can see I, I've got the cameras here so I can kind of see what's going on outside and around the house and such so I see a FedEx truck out front and I'm excited because I ordered new chairs for those that uh, follow on the Bud Light live stream uh, I got uh, the Tiki bar outside well last year the chairs around the Tiki bar and you can barely see them off in the background around the bar uh, they're made of like a like a almost like a plastic wicker and they were here when I bought the house. I don't know how. I've had them now three years. And normally they have been always tucked away in the wintertime and, and such. I take pretty good care of them. But last year they started breaking apart. And they all went at once. It's like they're made for a certain amount of time and then bam, they let go. That was it. I had a party and it was like everybody sat on one and they all broke. They all just went to crap. So I ordered new chairs. So I went downstairs and I opened the door and I thought I, my new chairs had come. And I was geeked up, you know, so I start pulling it apart. Uh, I have a, for those that know me, they, you know, that I have a cigar humidor and I do cigar, cigar dinners. And about two weeks ago, my cigar humidor went down and I work with a company called Whitner, And they, by, by the way, they have nothing to do with the program. This is, a, this is not a paid for endorsement or anything. So I had sent them everything online that I could. Because I said, "Hey, this thing isn't working anymore. It's the humidity's weird, the temperature's weird." So they ran through the diagnostics back and forth with me over and over and over and over and over again. And the the girl finally just said, "Look, because uh, I've been sending them pictures and videos and everything, saying this is what I'm doing." And finally, they just said, uh, "We'll we'll send you a new humidor." This was yesterday. It showed up today. So you talk about customer service. Uh, look, I don't endorse. I, I endorse everybody that I work with, but this is an unsolicited endorsement. If you're a cigar smoker and you've got Whitner, um, by all means, man, it's it's tremendous. It's uh, it, their customer service is fantastic. It showed up. So I'm is I'm, a cigar smoker. Today's like Christmas. I'm geek today.
2: Yeah, talk a about excited. a way to
0: make Bill Michael's day. Oh my God! Send a new humidor in, so that not only. Am I did the new humidor show up? But now I get to transfer all my cigars into the new one, which is going to kind of reinvigorate some of them. But I'm it's all going downstairs tonight. I got the tournament on tonight. God, I can't wait. A box of Girl Scout cookies. Uh, I've got some good dinner coming up tonight. Uh, a bourbon, a cigar, and a, and basketball. Good God, Bucks game on one one television. Got college basketball on two of the others.
2: Phew, doesn't get much better than this. Tell you that right now. I'm down to my last sleeve, which is devastating. Of Girl Scout cookies? Yeah. So we need to get some more. There's a, now, are, are you doing Thin Mints or what? Yeah, Thin Mints. There's a little stand okay. that pops up outside my apartment on Saturdays. So figure I get okay. some more this weekend. I hope they're back. We'll see. I still have... I bought a case. I don't know how much is in a case. Three, six,
0: nine boxes, I guess, are in a case. Nine boxes. Nine or 12, I can't remember. I, I, well, I, I have eight boxes left. I know I've had more than, than two sleeves, so it had to be 12,
2: 12 boxes. But the, uh, go ahead. The problem I run into is they only take cash because it's like a pop-up lemonade stand kind of deal, Oh, yeah. But with Girl Scout yeah. cookies. And I never carry cash. It's just not something people my age really do anymore. Right. So it's very rare that I have cash on me while they're also there. Yeah,
0: I uh, I, I don't, it, yeah, Justin says there's 12 boxes in a case. Thank you. I thought there was because I thought there's no way I, I only ate two. I mean, I know there's a fact that I didn't eat that many sleeves. Only two sleeves. Because um, I've had probably four or five sleeves and Kristen ate some and then I gave a box to my neighbor. So I was going to say. But, yeah, I've got nine boxes left. So maybe, I'll, maybe next time I run out that way I'll bring you a box. I'm still looking for more, though, because nine boxes will not get me through to next year. So I'm looking for more. So we we might, I might have to maybe run up to one of the uh, local grocery stores this weekend where they have the the grocery out like you said the pop up tables, and uh, but I I'll go get cash. I always try to carry at least fifty bucks on me because you just never know whether it's tips, valet, whatever you're going to be doing. You got to give somebody cash. You got to tip somebody. Do something somewhere. And every now and then I don't want to put, I don't want to run through for a, a hot chocolate at Starbucks or something and put four dollars on my card. It's like, here's five bucks. Here you go. Just, you know, give me what I need. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I don't normally, ca- I used to carry cash, like wads of cash. I don't even hardly carry anything anymore. It's like 50 bucks. That's about it. Unless uh, Saturday night, we're going to a casino night for a charity event, and I'll have cash that night. Oh, that'll go well. That'll, yeah, that won't, that won't. We're, well, we've got uh, donations. So one of the donations, a friend of ours owns a hotel in Minneapolis, and I've got a contact with uh, a ticket service in Minneapolis. So we're putting together a trip to go see the Packers play the Vikings in Minneapolis. So we did that. And then when we, uh, speaking of that, we were last night when we went out and we saw uh, Crazy Lenny from Crazy Crazy Lenny's e-bikes, which we're going to start doing the endorsements for. And I want to get back into the e-bike thing here in a minute, but. The uh, Lenny, we went to dinner with him last night and sat down. He's talking about a nice guy. I mean, just a genuinely nice guy. And he, we were talking about what we had going on this weekend and Saturday is Kristen's birthday. And so he was saying happy birthday the whole thing. And I said, well, afterwards we're going to this charity event. It's scheduled on the same day. And he just said, I'll give you a bike. I mean, if, if you haven't seen e-bikes, um, because of what they are, they're not you know two hundred dollar bikes. They're they're more expensive than that. But he just, yeah, I'll pull one out. I'll give you one. Sure, it's a great cause. They uh, were going to uh, uh, a charity uh, event called All My Friends, and they build sensory rooms and custom playgrounds for kids with autism and kids that are on that that spectrum. So that's what they do. So that's where we're going on Saturday. And, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll give you a bike. No problem." Yeah, if you now the e bike, I want to go back to that for a second. We were talking about this earlier. The e bike, you still pedal it. People think e-bike is just, you know, it's like an old moped, and it's not. They have, on some bikes, they do have a button that you can push down, and it can take over and kind of, but the bike that I'm looking at is not. It's basically, what they do is you can set a level on the bike and pedal, and you can pedal a bike, pedal it like a regular bike. It's no problem. But say you're going up a really steep hill. Or you're just tired. You've gone because these things will go like 80 miles on a charge. So what you can do is kick in the e-bike portion of it, and then it will give you kind of like power assist. It's not where you just get on the bike and push the button and off it goes. That's you know some of them are, but that that's not what the premise is. The premise is you're still pedaling. It's just that if you you know, you need a little extra oomph or you need some help or, you know, you're going up a really steep grade and your legs are starting to burn and you just want to be able to get to the top of the hill and pedal again. Then you just kick it into uh, to gear and then it gives you power assist. It gives you additional power to get up that hill. But it's not like the old days of a moped where you could pedal a little and then once the motor started, you just kind of gave it gas like a motorcycle. That's not it. That's not the way this thing goes. They're cool as hell, though you can charge them overnight, your bikes ready to go the next day. And if you if it runs out of battery, it doesn't matter cuz it's still a bike. You still pedal it. It still changes gears, it's still a 21 speed and a 20, I think a 21 and a 24 or 28 speed whatever it happens to be. Like I have here at the house that I that I actually ride on. But, uh, but yeah, they're cool. I didn't think they'd be that neat, but it's really good for people that don't have a lot of cardiovascular that want to be able to get back out on a bike. People that, uh, say, are a little older or have conditions such as bad knees. Ben, this is right up your alley, by the way. So uh, if you got bad knees and you don't want to go pedaling up a big hill or you want to go around the lakes, but you can't get completely around the lake, so you get a little pedal assist and helps you out a little bit. But as you do it, you get fitter, and they say that e-bikes are just as good as a regular bike when it comes to exercise because you actually go farther. You actually go farther on that thing, which means you'll pedal more and you'll get more of a sustained workout than it would be if you had just a regular bike. So or the equal to because the old adage was, well, if you got an assist, what are you really burning? You still burn the same amount of calories. It was I was really interested in seeing all that stuff yesterday. So anyway, long story short, we went out and saw the e-bikes and had a lot of fun. So, um, uh, Let's see here. Um, (laughs) Dave says, Hey Bill, I got my granddaughter, uh, Elise, uh, bucks tickets for her 13th birthday. She is really bummed about Giannis not playing as was wondering if you could wish her a happy birthday. Happy. You're talking about tonight, Dave, if she's going tonight, get her down there early, dude, get her down there. Like in in 20 minutes. Get her to be one of the first 10,000 in line to get a championship replica ring. That's what you do. So that's a hell of a birthday gift right there. 13 years old and walking around with a replica championship championship ring. Take that. But happy birthday. Happy birthday, Elise. Hopefully you have a wonderful 13th birthday. You enjoy the Bucks game. Hopefully you see a win tonight. Uh, Bonnie Olsen is going to be uh, making history tonight down there as well as the first female on the PA for a Bucks game. So that's taking place tonight. So you're down there on a pretty cool night. All in all, that's a way to go. Good stuff. 877-867-1670. I went a little long on e-bikes, but I got into them. I really did. So if you're looking for one, that's the way to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. This is the Bill Michael Show to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on and uh, enjoying the day, as always, as we stated. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, uh, by all means, go ahead and do so. Uh, Warren says, uh, does this mean Aaron Rodgers will become a better quarterback by throwing the ball to others that are actually open? Well, think about this, though. You can't go into the season with what you have. Can we all agree on that? You can't. And the reason why is because you don't have that top high-end receiver that is going to then take the pressure off of others, which means all I have to do is cover Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. It's, it's yes, to answer your question, he'll look at other receivers, obviously. But it, it basically means that he will not be able to have other guys more open because the concentration is, uh, always was. Um, you know, Devontae Adams took the pressure off of others. So you, you got to get another wide receiver. And then you wait and see. Wait and see. Uh, talking about that, coming up after the top of the hour, Tom Silverstein of the Journal Sentinel is going to be here. And he will tell us about the uh, the article that he wrote regarding uh, Devontae Adams being traded to the Raiders and uh, the team, and everybody knew about it well before uh, the Packers actually placed the franchise tag on him. So we'll get into that discussion coming up. 877 uh, 867 867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, feel free. Um, this one is from, uh, from John, who said, Adam's probably going to get hurt and not play much because uh, he just got paid. Isn't that the way it works? Um, No, I mean, I you know, I there's been other guys that have gotten paid, and they've gone on and had really successful years, and other guys that get paid that got hurt. Uh, I don't know. I It, it seems like that's the superstitious thought, I guess, you pay a guy and then he goes down. But, and knock on wood, you know, when you think about it, but Aaron Rodgers, who's been paid over and over again, you know, I mean, he, he hasn't gone down, so to speak, right? I mean, in 2007 he didn't play a whole lot certainly in 2013 not a good year because of injury we all know that you know but for the most part i mean rodgers has been solid he, he's been paid and hasn't gone down with injury then again now if he gets hurt it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be my fault uh but i mean other guys have gotten paid you know kenny clark got paid he didn't go down with an injury Bakhtiari got paid, but Bakhtiari was in the second year of that deal before he got hurt. And then when he did, he didn't go down until the season was pretty much over. Granted, it hurt going into the postseason because they could have sure used him against the defensive front of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, but yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from. But other players, I mean, Patrick Mahomes got paid. He hasn't gone down. So it, it is, it does seem that way, but it's kind of a myth. Kind of a myth. Mark says we need more receivers. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Yeah, we we went through this yesterday, but the priority right now for the for the the, the Packers. I think if you had to sit down today and say, okay, I'm going to write out the top five needs for the Green Bay Packers, number one wide receiver. Uh probably two of them. Uh you can go for a pass rush, pass rusher, depth on the outside, another outside edge rusher. You, you can't have too many of those. Uh, defensive line and offensive line, could probably go three and four. And then, you know, you you can never have – if you can find yourself another good middle linebacker to go alongside of Andre Campbell or add depth, you can never have too many of those guys. Uh, Always, always secondary help. You always are looking for another quality guy to play in the secondary. So – you, that's but but yeah, you're right. I mean, right away your top three. Interior help, doesn't matter which side, but your top three is wide receiver, wide receiver, edge rusher, interior line help, either side of the ball. That's it. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy Uh Paul says, What's the story behind the Packers looking into Metcalf in Seattle? Um Now, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, I have not seen anything other than the story that said Leroy Butler would love to see D.K. Metcalf here, but I have not heard any insider say that the Packers are in the works
2: to bring in D.K. Metcalf. Have you? Some guy tweeted it yesterday and everyone kind of went crazy, but he is not anywhere close to a uh, distinguished reporter, I guess you could put it. So it was a guy. Did he have a blue check mark? I think so, I think so. but not for covering the NFL writing wise. Okay, okay. I I don't. Um, I I've
0: not seen anything that would say that that's that's happening now. Could it? Certainly it could. But I I, I, I haven't seen anything like that. I haven't seen anything like that. So,
2: I have not seen anything like that. I don't know where specifically that's coming from. I just sent it to you. It's, I um, don't know. I don't trust the guy.
0: Okay. Uh, all Jack Settleman um, from Snapback Sports. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I don't know necessarily where he gets his stuff. But okay, he's the one that said it. Yeah, I don't he's not uh he's he's when you start to look at uh, his feed, yeah, he said sources tell me that the Packers and the Chiefs inquired about the DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett's availability. I'm I, look, I would be remiss if I didn't think that um the Packers aren't looking but I have not heard anybody of any ilk say it's it's happening. So, or at least that it's something that's even a possibility. 877-867-1670. Another hour yet to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen Rate, subscribe.